Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week, we bring you special guest to the pod, Jessie Quack, and her pretty brand new book from big idea to book confusingly the title of her book contains the word book it is a book (laughs) about books welcome jesse Mm -hmm. thanks you guys (laughs) so what uh what was it like writing a book about how to write a book did you feel any like imposter syndrome (laughs) i totally felt imposter syndrome about that um i one of the ways that i i guess got around the imposter syndrome of writing a book about how I write books is I interviewed a bunch of people and so it's not just my experience it's like a bunch of other authors from nonfiction and fiction and all sorts of stuff so it I found that with um, from chaos to creativity my productivity system wasn't like something that worked for everybody and so it's definitely the same with the writing process where um, my writing process also doesn't work for everybody so just like chaos to creativity i was like i will interview a bunch of other people and give people options (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's that's how i got around it i talked to the experts (laughs) right and then you become one as such it's true yeah like by and then you like yeah i think that's like so many great things it's like when you talk to enough masters of their craft you're like oh i get it now like here are the schools of thought and like Mm -hmm. now you can like talk about it and so what motivated this book what motivated it was I, I I think just having all these conversations with friends who are writers who are just like I don't know writers love to talk about the writing process and do you outline or do you not outline or how do you do you use business or index cards like what do you do and everyone's like I use a spreadsheet and we just love talking about our process sometimes it's more fun than t- than writing I guess definitely um and so (laughs) (laughs) right i feel like most of the writing books are like things you could be doing other than writing such as reading this book (laughs) yes exactly so yeah i guess that was kind of the inspiration like just i i like having those conversations too so i thought it'd be a good good opportunity to distill a lot of those different conversations and different ideas and cool things that i'd heard into something usable Right. Was there anything that you learned in the course of researching that book that you've incorporated into your own writing process? I think some of the stuff about revision that um, I learned, because I am I do really like the revision process, but I'm not super organized about it. And uh, I really, um, Rachel Heron, I think it was, who she, she talked to me a lot about her very detailed, like, print it all out and post-it notes. And <laughs> like, she's her revision process is amazing and um so I, I definitely took in some of that yeah and that's what i liked about it a lot too is it's like so many writing books are just like 
inspirational mm -hmm. and by that I mean they contain no actual information yeah <laughs> you know and so but you were like entirely pragmatic you were yes like, you were like what do people that want to do this need to know what are people that have done this for years able to improve upon mm -hmm. you know like were you thinking about it that way yeah yeah absolutely I I enjoy a good like go write some words inspirational book but um, I really wanted practical advice and so I mean I, as I was doing all these interviews, it was like, so I have a question for a friend. <laughs> How do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, I mean, you're downplaying your own experience, but how many books have you written at this point? I think I've written around 15. Okay, so yeah. you've written so a few I have more books than the average writer. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in more books than the average person, but yeah, more books than the average writer even. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't written 15 books, have you? <laughs> you probably have. Mm -hmm. I probably have too, but it's like, you know, but I've done it across 25 years. That's a good point. You've probably done it across five years. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're not counting here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so, well, I have been, I wrote my very first book in middle school and Ooh. I wrote a <laughs> oh, okay. in high school. Wait, do we count the middle school I'm one? I'm not counting those. Oh, okay. I'm, not, oh, I'm okay. counting the published books. I'm not gotcha. counting gotcha. the five to seven trunk novels which, of which we shall not speak. The juvenilia <laughs> that will be found and published posthumously. Right. I realized the other day that I like, I don't think I have copies of most of this, but right. the book I wrote in high school was part of like a, um, I wrote it as like a free period that I designed my own, um, my my own course I guess in my senior year because I kind of was running out of courses to take. It's a small school, um, and I realized my professor who was like the lead on that course probably has a copy of it still. Mm, okay, so, so it could see the light of day, burn it, burn maybe it. against your will. <laughs> Definitely against your will, but... <laughs> you, it would take a lot of personal growth oh to be able to read something like that, I think. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. And I, guess that's I never the, want to see it again. That's the downside <laughs> of fiction, is that like if you write it when you're 12, you can't just workshop it into functionality. You kind of have to throw it away and start over. Yeah, yeah. You learn a lot from those early novels, but I think... Um, so I, I write sci-fi and fantasy, and the... The thing that I know have learned from a lot of my friends who also write that is we all have that like trunk novel that we worked on for like 10 years and really that's probably the novel to throw away and start and move on like I, I know people who are still working on that book but you need to move on and probably do the next thing because that was your learning book and mm. the other thing is because we all grew up reading like Lord of the Rings and right, Dune. Right. So some <laughs> themes that you might find carry over. Yeah, <laughs> but we, you know, that very first book is probably way overly ambitious. And it took me like throwing away those early ideas of like, I need to write this epic and being like, I'm going to write a novella <laughs> and figure out how to tell a story in 20,000 words. Yeah. And I did that and I was like, oh, I can write a book now. I right. learned it. Right. <laughs> I do it. Right. Let's take that to 70,000 words and mm -hmm. try that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, it's the same in filmmaking. They're like, tell a story in one minute. Yeah. Then tell a story in two minutes. Yeah. And you're like, because that, I mean, that's the entire skill. Yeah. Whereas, like, most people would be like, my idea is so big, it requires a feature. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, and so that was the thing where it's like, you know, I learned by being like, 
telling the the Terminator film in one minute. Like mm -hmm. you can absolutely do it. You know, it's, yeah. and then it's like, and I feel like writing any narrative is exactly the same way because you're like, where do you expand? Mm -hmm. Where does it need character development or depth? Yeah. You know, and yeah, so it's good that, and I feel like post notes on the wall mm -hmm. is a way to do that. Is a way to like map the story in a way oh, yeah. that you don't when it's all like convoluted in your brain mm -hmm. so like how you know how did you identify the people that you wanted to talk to i let's say i reached out to people who i knew had a different process than i than i did or who i knew um could fill in a gap in my knowledge somehow like uh, for example i talked to fonda lee who's written these amazingly epic um, fantasy books. And I was like, how do you research? How do you organize all that? Like, how do you, she's got these crazy large worlds. And so I was just like, Fonda, tell me, <laughs> mm -hmm. how do you do your research? Cause I know she does just a ton of research on that. Um, and in the same way, um, I talked to Curtis Chen, who's another sci-fi writer, who's a friend of mine. And I asked him, like, okay, I know you go through the entire book without revising, and then you go back and edit it all, and I can't do that. That makes me crazy. So I was like, okay, Curtis, tell me about your process, because it's very different than mine. Um, also interviewed people who were nonfiction writers, and I do write nonfiction, but it's not my primary thing, um, and people who wrote, write, like, poetry, people who write more essays and academic writing, and so it was really just kind of seeking out, like, Oof, I don't know anything about this aspect. Let's find somebody who does. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed my um, my fiction editor, Kira, because I was like, tell me about the editing process mm -hmm. and all of the things that bug me, <laughs> bug you about what I do. <laughs> uh, she was really great. <laughs> right, nice. So, so when you're reading books, do you like try to like figure out like what was the process that led to whatever you're reading? Like, do you troubleshoot it as you read? Not really, okay. no. <laughs> mm, sounds joyful. I, yeah, I I feel like I'm one of those rare writers that can still just read for fun and, like, turn off the writer brain. Mm. Unless it's a really bad book, in which case I just don't finish it. <laughs> That's a great skill. <laughs> Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.